I think some of the benefits that I really enjoy, we have a family first program that focuses on when projects come to an end, these people that are going to be displaced are the most important people to help find their next opportunity. So we, we put an emphasis on putting them first so that if they apply to roles or if there's openings within the company that they fit, we want to make sure that they get viewed and talked to before any external candidates do because they're going to be displaced from their roles and not have a job at a certain point. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Greetings, everyone. This is Kathleen Smith, and welcome back to our podcast, where our my dear friend Rachel and I try to drop some more clear job search information and knowledge to our listeners. In our production booth, we have Ashley and her intern, who seems to be sleeping on the job right now, but that's okay. And Rachel, you seem to add a new intern to your crew over the weekend. Tell us a little bit about your new intern. Well, I've clearly lost my mind and all good reasoning has left. So we have added another friend to our family over here and he might be the cutest thing ever, but this is Doug. So say hi, Doug, to all of our <laughs> podcasty friends out there who are so excited to learn. So hopefully he'll go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All of our interns fall asleep on us, so that's really great. So with us today is Aaron Turner, Senior Talent Acquisition Director at Periton. Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We should start with any puppies or can you can you raise it at all with puppies or babies or anything exciting you want to start with? I feel like it's a competition now. I have a Pomsky, but she does not come up into my office. And I have two teenage kids, one at college, the other turned 16 yesterday, but she won't be coming in. I said they, they definitely probably won't be talking to you then, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you've been in the cleared recruiting world for a couple years, a little bit of time there. Tell us a little bit about how you got in there and, and how you've evolved over there to Periton. Sure. So I got into recruiting. I, I played sports in college and loved the competition. I also have a little or a lot of ADD. So being able to jump around and do different things and not the cookie cutter everyday same job is what brought me into talent acquisition and when I got into it, it was a little before the dot-com era. I got into it from a staffing world perspective. Then we went through the dot-coms and a bunch of companies disappeared overnight. The owner of my company happened to be a service-disabled veteran, which led us into the cleared government space as they were just starting set-asides. And ever since then, I haven't done anything else. I've been doing it, leading teams, individual contributor, leading teams back and forth. And I, I just love it. It's, I think I found my calling because it was exactly what I thought I was getting into and never made a change since. I love it. When you find your calling, I love it. I know recruiting, it seems like we're kind of a misfit toys where we all start some way and end up in this wonderful land of recruiting. So and something else that we love, you shared a quote with us in the earlier discussions, and I'm going to go ahead and quote you here. I'm going to do my best Aaron impersonation here, but the greatest thing about recruiting is the people, and the hardest thing about recruiting is the people. 
Tell us a little bit more what you mean by that. I just love people in general. You know, I like talking to people. I like getting to know them. I like understanding them. But in recruiting, you know, you can do everything perfect and we can't control the outcome because on the other side it are people and everyone lives their lives and has things that pop up every day that are uncontrollable. They make the dreaded, I need to talk to my wife or I need to talk to my husband. It's like, we don't have any control of that. And then they come back and life happens and we just have to accept it and move on. But it's one of the great things about it. You don't know what's going to end up. You hope it's going to be positive and you hope you're going to be able to change someone's life and bring them into a great place like Periton. But they're people. It is interesting. Um, a lot of people think that recruiting is just systems and, you know, protocols and programs and things like that. But it's really just people talking to people and giving them an opportunity to live their best life and to follow their passion. And I love it when people try to throw a lot of systems at it when at the end of the day, it's a recruiter talking to a candidate. So so when you talk to a candidate and you tell them about Paraton, what do you tell them about Paraton and the work that you do in the cleared community? So Paraton is a mission of consequence government contractor. The good thing about it is, is we do a little bit about everything. And I think when you take recruiting into consideration, I think I tell all my recruiters, like, before you start selling anything, Make sure that the person you're selling to it is important to them. So I think each conversation is a little bit different. You have to get to understand who you're talking to, what makes them tick, because if you go the wrong direction, you might have done yourself a disservice and harmed the cell better than helping the cell. But we're not private. We're not public. We're private equity owned, which to me is interesting and different from a recruiting aspect. It's great because private equity comes in to try to make money, which means they want people to make decisions quicker, which the quickest thing that kills a deal in recruiting is time. So that helps push and carry it along. The other thing I love about Periton is we've got about a hundred years of heritage companies built in, but we're kind of like a startup because we're kind of new bringing a bunch of companies together. So we're not stuck in processes. We're not stuck in ways and, I don't know, you guys have probably all dealt with it in the past. Someone who says, oh, we do it this way because this is how we've always done it. It's, it kills me every time. It drives me nuts. And I won't say we don't hear that. We still hear that. But we have an opportunity to change the map and the process and how we get to the future state. It's kind of like being an artist with that blank canvas. There might be some, you know, paint between the lines, but really you kind of get to design the picture. Love it. Sounds like an awful lot of fun. So speaking of fun, what type of positions are you currently hiring for? So we are hiring for anything and everything under the sun. You know, we do anything from background investigators, background reviewers, but also, you know, I'd say our main areas are cyber engineering and digital transformation. So systems engineers, software engineers, which can be back in front end. There's a lot of low code, no code stuff going on. So anything along those lines, cyber engineers. But if if you see it out there, we're probably hiring for it. And the big question these days, where are all those positions located? I, you know, someone asked me, where's the majority of your roles? I'd say the D.C. metro area, just because we do a lot of federal government contracting. But thankfully, a lot of our clients have gotten smart about, you know, the remote and hybrid environment opportunities, which they're located anywhere and everywhere that the right talent is sitting in a lot of instances. Some of them have to be on base, the higher level, the clearance you get. If you're working in a skiff, if you don't have one in your basement, you're probably going to have to go on site. But we're all over the world. Primarily CONUS for the most part, and DC area would be our highest capacity of roles is what I would answer. 
how many of your positions do you think are remote? How many are hybrid? I know, you know, most of us who work in a technical field, a high clearance level, know that we need to work in a SCIF. But from the pandemic, so many customers and employers made some changes. Yeah, I'd say we're about 50-50 still. We're probably 50% can work 100% remote. The other 50-50 have to be either on-site five days a week or on-site hybrid. And I think it's interesting. People who think that they can work remote, can work remote aren't always the best people to work remote. And then some people who think they want everyone on site all day, as soon as they get to know the person and they're comfortable with them, they relax those requirements. Wanted to ask another question about Periton and maybe dig a little bit into the culture there. So I know you all have some just incredible things happening, some wonderful things that you want to share about the culture, but we can't just ask you just, how's the culture? We want to make it a little bit more interesting. Let's pretend that I am a cleared professional and I also happen to have a polygraph. Sell me. Why do I want to join your team? Periton, like I said, it's a large company that's, you know, got some history, but we're also in startup mode. So there's a lot of neat, interesting things we can do. We also have diversification of the work and client base that we support. So it's being having the opportunity not to do only to do what you want today, but to get into what you want to do tomorrow. And I think that opportunity doesn't exist everywhere. Some places are so solely focused on a contract that they come and go. A lot of people we used to say, Hey, you only know who you work for because your check says so, but we don't get checks anymore. So maybe no one knows who they work for anymore. But I think here it is, it's the personal touch where you know, I hate to say anything at work is a family. We're more of a tight-knit group of people that get you know to work along with each other. And that can be on the job we're hiring you for, but it can also be in your next job. And the people are going to help you get to that next job. You're not going to hurt yourself by being so good at your current job that no one wants to help you progress in your career. And I think that Paragon has a lot of wonderful, great people. When I first started here, I was like, everyone here is so nice. Is it, this has got to be fake. Like, When does it end? But everyone here is super nice and friendly and wants to help each other. That's great. And I've noticed that at all the job fairs as well. And that's one thing that I really love about our company is that being both a job board and a job fair company, we we get an opportunity to talk face-to-face with not only our job seekers, but also the companies that are out to hire them. So Periton, big company, you've got a lot of employees, but it also sounds like you have some really unique benefits. Do you want to talk a little bit about one or two of your unique benefits? Sure. I think some of the benefits that I really enjoy, we have a family first program that focuses on when projects come to an end, these people that are going to be displaced are the most important people to help find their next opportunity. So we we put an emphasis on putting them first so that if they apply to roles or if there's openings within the company that they fit, we want to make sure that they get viewed and talked to before any external candidates do because they're going to be displaced from their roles and not have a job at a certain point. We also have a mobility program that kind of works hand in hand. And then there's, you know, the learning and development teams. We have something that helps us go in where if we want to do programming or certifications. I know PMP is a big one for most clear programs. Now to lead a program, you have to have a PMP. So it's a way that employees can sign up and actually get certifications for free paid for by the company that they may not need in their current job, but may help them, you know, for for future success. That's awesome. So I want y'all to hear it here first. We heard a number that's out there about the number of applicants you get a month. So 
going to pause here and let you share what is that number of applicants that you receive on a monthly basis? We upticked early in the year, but we're getting about 40000 a month. Yes, folks, you heard that. That is 40 followed by a K. Wow! That's amazing. So as you can imagine, a lot of resumes for the team to go through and really look through that. So kind of want to flip it just a little bit and talk about it from the job seeker perspective and think about what are some things that they, you know, folks can do on their resumes to make them stand out among the 40,000 different resume that your team is receiving on a monthly basis. Yes, I might have hives after that number. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, getting that many applicants is a curse and a blessing, right? You want as many people interested in your jobs in the company, but you want to be able to touch everyone who applies. And I think, it's just not possible with that many. So to stand out above the crowd or the other people, I always tell people, make sure you personalize your resume to the job that you're applying to. Some people try to get really fancy and use, you know, synonyms that maybe not everyone understands what it means or who they are. And sometimes you're dealing with non-technical recruiters or even technical recruiters who are moving so quick and they see something and they don't realize that it correlates to the same thing. So make make it really easy to show why you fit the job that you're applying to. Um, I also think it's you know important to network and make connections. I mentioned family first. We always put an emphasis on referrals as well because it's someone coming in who someone already knows. So make the connections with the companies that you want you know, don't, don't look for the perfect job. Look for the right job to get you in the door at the company you want to be like. It's so much easier to move around once you're inside a company. And getting in the door is aligning it to the resume, to the job that's posted online. And, you know, don't cut stuff off. I hear people all the time, well, I wanted to make it a two-page resume. Yeah, but you cut off all the important aspects of the job that you did to, you know, bring it down. And, it doesn't exist if it's not there. No one knows what they don't know. So if it's not showing, you don't have it. And in the government contracting world, we have to go against compliance and you need to meet the minimum qualifications. So if you don't have them on your resume, there's no way for anyone to know about it. So you know, don't don't take the important stuff off. And I'd almost tell people, don't worry about the length of your resume. Once you, you know, you've been in the business more than a couple of years, it's going to be two, three pages. And In the technical world, with all the certifications that people are getting and all the projects that people are working on, even internal to one company, your your resume could get lengthy, and I wouldn't worry about it. I will say, since we're talking about numbers, he did say two to three pages, not 2K to 3K pages. So make sure we clarify that, friends, before anybody goes crazy out there. I have worked in in research and on social science, and once someone gets a PhD, they call that a CV once it's over 100. I've I've seen a few of those. Do you ever get thank you notes? I do. I've actually good. I get hand. I used to get handwritten ones. I work remote. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't give out my home address a whole lot, but they used to send hand, and it was always it was great. I just wanted to hire the person just because it's what they taught you back in the day was you always say thank you. I always send emails thanking people for the time because I do think that's important. And, you know, I don't think it's going to get you the job, but it could be the differentiator if they're on the fence between two individuals. The person who sends a thank you note was probably a little bit more thoughtful, maybe wants the job a little bit more because they went to that extra step. But I do love getting them. It makes me grin every time I see one. And it's also a good thing, even if that job doesn't work out, you've really planted an amazing seed of just the goodness for future jobs. So thank you, letters. 
can't say enough. They go a long, long way. But I did want to kind of dip into a little bit of something that that we noticed on your website um, that was dedicated to recruitment fraud. Recently, we had an opportunity to do a podcast on the very same issue in the cleared community. So what are some of the different types of recruitment fraud issues that, you know, that you're recently experiencing or have experienced over the last several months to years? Sure. I mean, we've, we've seen everywhere from people were actually getting offers from Paraton. And within it, they, one, they were getting them from people's personal email address. And then they were being asked to pay money for the onboarding step. So I would tell people, if you've never interviewed or spoke to the company and they ask you for money for a new job, I'd, I'd say to avoid it and run away from that as fast as you can. We never, you know, most of the time, our recruiters aren't going to send stuff from their personal emails. I understand with LinkedIn and other stuff, someone might accidentally hit some, but you're not definitely not going to get an offer from you know, a personal email address. And you're certainly never going to be asked to send money along to get a job. That to me seems crazy. But I also know that some people who are out of work and get so excited about it, they may not think about it. And it might just be, hey, this is the luck I've been waiting for. And then it turns out to be the exact opposite of that. So, I'd, you know, I'd be vigilant. There's a lot of it going around. And unfortunately, the, you know, the bad people and the bad guys and bad girls doing this stuff, they don't follow the rules that we do. So they're always going to be a little bit quicker. Yeah, that was one of the key components of our guests on the recruitment fraud podcast was you're just sort of caught up in the moment and you're not thinking straight and sort of take take the time. But yes, people being asked to pay for the onboarding or to pay for a certification ahead of time or pay for the computer. So, you know, trust your gut as one of our guests says, you know, if that doesn't sound right, reach out. And speaking of which, how can our listeners get in touch with you so that they can reach out and check on if a recruitment fraud is going on or any other reason? <laughs> I'm always available via LinkedIn. I, re- I accept every request because I think it's important to network and expand your networks. But also, my email is my first name dot last name at paraton.com. So they can definitely send me an email. I'd say I came from the staffing world. I respond to anyone and everyone. It's just a faux pas that I have. And it's the one person that you do wrong that will remember you. So I try never to burn any bridges, even if they're small bridges. Well, I will say as one, I very much enjoyed our communication today and really, really sincerely appreciate you just taking a little time out to talk to us and puppies and share just a little bit um, more about the organization, the culture, and the great career opportunities. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm going to go take my nap now. Oh, I'm jealous. What was really great speaking with Aaron Turner of Paraton this afternoon. And what I was really impressed with was, you know, the background he has. He's been in the cleared community for a long time. He started with a staffing firm and then another firm that was a service disabled firm. But then just his outlook that it's all about people. And I love when recruiters really come back and say it's all about people. I love people. And I loved that Aaron loved people. And I think there was just a lot of love in the conversation. And you know what else? We love you. And we love that you stayed and shared this whole show with us. We know there's other things you could have been doing, but we love that you are here spending some time with us. So you know what we're going to ask you now? We're going to ask you to like or love, review, and share that podcast. Until next time, see you later.